throughout the course of an average year, we have many different contractors and repairmen here working in our church, whether it's an electrician or a plumber, sometimes a painter, there's always something to fix. That's what happens when your church is 123 years old, right? A couple of years ago, I was walking through the church with one of our repairmen, and we happened to be walking by the confessional in the back corner there. He was raised as a Catholic. As we passed by the confessional, he asked a question that I wasn't used to being asked. He said, Father, can I take a look inside this thing? I said, sure. So unlocked the door, turned on the light. I even showed him how the magical red and green light above the door works. It's not magic, in case you're wondering. But then he asked a question that I'll never forget. He said, Father, do people actually still go to confession? Do people actually still go to confession? I think that for many of us, that same question, that same sentiment is sometimes in our mind. Do people actually still go? Two weeks ago on the first Sunday of Lent, I mentioned that the first half of Lent is focused on conversion and repentance. So I thought he'd be fitting here on this last Sunday of the first half of Lent just to offer a relatively brief overview catechesis on the sacrament of confession. Now, two disclaimers first, okay? Two disclaimers. Number one, it is impossible to say everything that there is to say about confession in a 14-minute homily on a Sunday morning. I can't cover it all. That's disclaimer number one. But I'll do my best to offer some highlights. Number two, in my eight years as a priest, this is the first time I've ever formally, in a focused way, preached on the sacrament of confession. So if this is lousy, give me a break. (laughs) So here we go. Before we even talk about the sacrament of confession, we first need to define another uncomfortable term at times. And that would be sin, right? I mean, how can you begin to talk about the need for confession if we have no frame of reference for what sin is? Now, I know for a lot of us, right, we sometimes hear the word sin, and we think bad behavior, being improper, being impolite, being rude, behaving poorly, right? Sometimes we reduce bad manners to sinfulness. Bad manners does not equal sin, right? I might be a jerk, but might not necessarily be sinning. Sinning, everyone, is something much deeper. You could even say much more serious. One of the best definitions or images that I've heard and try to use for sin would be this. Sin is turning your face away from God. It's at that level that I am intentionally, purposefully turning away from God. Now, the reason I like that definition of sin is because it then lends to a really nice definition of repentance or confession, right? So if sin is to turn my face away from God, what is repentance? What is confession? 
to turn my face back to God. And that, everyone, is what we do in confession. We turn our face, we turn our gaze back to God. So if that's helpful for you, just to put some perspective on that reality of sin. Now I know, right, we've all heard it. We've all said it. Maybe we've all at times had to defend it. The most common objection to the sacrament of confession would be what? So why do I have to tell my sins to some priest, to a fallen man, to a fellow sinner? Like I said, many of us think it, or at least we've had to try to defend it. Why can't I just go straight to God? Now, first two answers and then a more in-depth answer. Number one, everyone, how do we begin every single Mass? How do we begin every single Mass? My brothers and sisters, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate these mysteries by calling to mind our sins. We don't do that because I need a breather after walking in the long aisle, right? Sometimes we think it's just dead air time and we need a filler so we fill up 46 minutes of Mass. No. The church sets out the acknowledgement of sin as the context for entering Mass. Every single Mass begins the same way because if we don't recognize that, we don't necessarily understand what God's about to do for us here at Mass. So, that being said, do you go straight to God? Yeah, we just did about 13 minutes ago. Secondly, I hope that many of us are in the habit of some type of examination of conscience, maybe each day, maybe at the end of the day, maybe at the beginning of the day. That's going straight to God, isn't it? An examination of conscience. But, but, we also know that God gives to us, Jesus gives to us, the great gift of the sacrament of confession, don't we? We know that this is something that Jesus himself has instituted and given to us, not as a punishment for sin, but as a remedy for sin, right? As a remedy for sin. So where do you find that? I'd invite you sometime this week to take out your Bibles. Nice and easy to remember. The Gospel of John, chapter 20. John 20. What is the context? The very first Easter Sunday. The day that Jesus rose from the dead. It's the evening. And what happens? Well, let me read it for you. When it was evening, on that day, the first day of the week, Jesus came and said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Okay. Jesus the divine Son of God has the power and authority to do what? Forgive sins, right? Jesus is God, and he has the power, the authority to forgive sins. But it doesn't stop there, does it? John 20, he gives the same power and authority that he has as God to whom? To the apostles. Who are the apostles? The first bishops and priests of the church, which means then an ordained priest or bishop 
does not have the power to forgive sins because I'm a really cool guy, right? With a fresh new haircut or whatever. Just kidding. Why does the priest have the authority, the power to forgive sins? Christ, through the priest, has the power to forgive sins. It has nothing to do with me or Father Wolf or whoever. It has to do with Jesus working through the priest that we call the sacramental ministry of the priest. It is Christ who forgives. It is Christ who baptizes. It is Christ who celebrates Mass. Jesus working through the priest. Sacramental Theology 101. Now, let me also add this perspective. You won't find this in the Catechism. This is my own personal thoughts, okay? But let me amuse you, maybe. I think oftentimes, right, with our own faults, there's a natural human desire to do what? To tell someone. I don't know how you're wired, but here's how I'm wired. When I have a bad day, I want to share it with someone. When I commit a fault, I want to share it with someone. There's something natural in the human heart, right, everyone? To want to share that with someone? Doesn't confession offer us the wonderful context to do that? That it's a very human thing. Now, a couple practical things. So how often do I have to go? We Catholics love that question, don't we? How often do I have to do something? How often do I have to go to confession? Well, let's start with the minimum, right? Let's start with the minimum. I'm not sure how many of us are aware of this, but the church clearly teaches that every Catholic is to go to confession at least once per year. That is very clear in the church's teaching. And I think it just needs to be known, and I have an obligation to share that with all of us, at least once per year. But I also know that many of us like to go maybe twice a year, maybe during Advent and Lent, during these penitential seasons when more confession times are offered. If that works for you, great. I know there's some who go monthly, right? Maybe they enjoy to go monthly, or they need to go monthly, or they find it helpful to stay on the right track to go monthly. Whatever the case may be, let's just keep in mind that the church is clear in her teaching that at least once per year for any Catholic. Now, I know that for many of us, it's been a while, honestly. Five years, ten years, for some, 30 or 40 when I was 17 years old, everyone, I went to a conference down in the Twin Cities, a youth conference. And one afternoon, the sacrament of confession was being offered. I was a bit scared because it had been a while. I remember standing in line and looking at all these priests in this field house. There's 20 of them, 20 stations spread out throughout the field house. And I was scoping out which guy's the oldest because <laughs> he can't hear. I was watching. I know who you go to, too. You look for the old one. And I was a bit nervous, like I said, because, to be honest, it had been 10 years since I had gone. The last time was as a seven-year-old making my first confession, and 10 years had gone by, and I was 17 going into my senior year of high school. Unfortunately, the priest did hear me. But he didn't scold, he didn't yell. In fact, he said something that in some ways opened up a whole new life to me. He said, young man, I maybe even sense in you from what you said, 
that Jesus might be calling you to be a priest. I hadn't told anyone that, but I'd been thinking about it. He heard me, and he heard something that I didn't even necessarily try to voice. And what that confession did, after 10 years, opened up a whole new world to me in the life of faith. A whole new world that I didn't even know was possible, that I didn't even know existed. So what I say to you, if it's been 10 years, or 30 years, or 40 years, don't be afraid. Come back. Jesus has something beautiful in store for you. Let me close now with this. A couple days ago on Thursday, we had one of our monthly parish staff meetings. And one of our longtime parish staff members said something that hit me like a ton of bricks. She said to the rest of the staff, she said, it wasn't until I came to St. Mary's back in the early 1990s, way back in the 90s, some of you were around then, when the beloved Father Charlie Height was our pastor. She said, I grew up Catholic, and it wasn't until I heard Father Charlie preach that I realized that God is kind and loving and forgiving. I can't think of a better way to say it. Kind? You bet. Loving? Absolutely. Forgiving? Without a doubt. All offered to you and me by Jesus through the sacrament of confession.